Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. Okay, welcome in Corbett's Corner here. Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. A uh, big week in sports coming up. The NBA Finals get underway tonight. Who the hell had Bucks Suns? Are you interested in that? I mean, true NBA fans are. They'll be watching. It's basketball right before we get into the long drought of summer where we only have baseball fans uh, getting to enjoy it. But a huge fight coming up. I'm going to be in Vegas, not for it, for a bachelor party, but we're going to go to a watch party for it. It's Dustin Poirier, Connor McGregor. Three, the trilogy. It all comes down to this after uh, Poirier shocked McGregor, who was a three to one favorite. Uh, I was on him in that round two matchup. Poirier absolutely stuns him with the leg kicks, gets the TKO. Now they're basically a pick 'em, right? In Vegas. Uh, and a key difference there is we'll just briefly talk about the main card UFC 264 on Saturday in Las Vegas. Uh, T-Mobile Center, right? It's going to be a full crowd. That's the difference right there. Uh, you only had, I think it was 5,000 fans at Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. That was back in January, at the end of January. Uh, what is a full crowd going to be like? Because Conor McGregor is probably the face of UFC over the past 10 years. Um, a lot of people like Poirier, but it's totally going to be a McGregor crowd, right? People want to see McGregor back. Um, so we'll touch on that. I mentioned the Suns and Bucks, who had the biggest story uh, during NBA Finals week being Rachel Nichols. Uh, we'll touch on that stuff. Some interesting concepts there, and uh, it just came out today that she's not going to be working the NBA Finals. She is also the canceled. Like, the ESPN is just reacting to this in just ways. All right, what do we got to do here? Uh, let's uh, take her off the finals. Oh, wait, that's still not good enough. People are blasting us on Twitter. Uh, okay, we, we won't do the jump today, but she's coming back tomorrow. Right, okay, and then we'll see what happens then. Very bizarre scenario. We'll kind of not touch it with kid gloves, but we'll try and get the specifics of what's interesting there. And not that it's obviously it's indefensible what Rachel Nichols said, right? Which she thought was privately, but she was recorded. It gets leaked. Uh, and it's ESPN, a culture at ESPN that they created pitting. They're trying to shift the narrative. They're leaking stuff to their pony boy, Andrew Marshand in the New York Post trying to steer the narrative that no it's not a problem with ESPN's management at the top uh, and they are just covering their ass in the worst ways no it's actually a Maria Taylor Rachel Nichols thing when really it's Rachel Nichols wasn't disparaging it came off that way without context but she was just trying to be like hey look I've got Maria Taylor's got the resume so where she deserves this but that's so do I like in expense of me she's great at her job but why I, this is also in my contract it was written in her contract, and ESPN's just throwing out promises left and right. Oh, Black Lives Matter is a huge movement this summer. Uh, quick, Maria Taylor, Taylor, let's do your coverage. Uh, you got the NBA. Now, we can't have this white woman, Rachel Nichols. So a lot of weird concepts going on there, and it just shows that ESPN, uh, they say they're all about Black Lives Matter and, of course, the summer that we had. But, you know, what are they actually doing instead of just saying it? They're still obviously making some – great lapses of judgment and how about just the nba seat in general it started with michelle beadle she left under crazy circumstances with leaking stuff out to the new york post that was with the nfl and get up and all about that 
but she left the NBA chair. Rachel Nichols ascended to that, and now she feels threatened by Maria Taylor, who has taken her place, especially for the NBA Finals coverage. So it's just a weird power dynamic. ESPN, it's just a hamster wheel. That's why no one watches ESPN anymore. And they, they used to be the dream destination, and now you hear about people that – have been leaving the network and it's just been a revelation of their career. They realized how miserable it was and how really stupid it was. Uh, ESPN just treating them like disposable bodies, not unlike their league partners like the NFL. Right. Uh, so just a weird thing as the demise of ESPN continues and who, well, it's an ongoing story, right? Rachel, Rachel Nichols, what's going to happen. And then Jimmy Butler's trending with her name here today too. Did you see this? And again, this, cause this is probably unsubstantiated Twitter thing and that's all I've seen, but you know, if you rumors don't start out of nowhere, and they certainly don't start about Ursan Ilyasova uh, too often. So, uh, if you do want to do some digging into that, again, I think it's unsubstantiated Twitter claims, but uh, you know, I, it's not a good day to be Rachel Nichols. Certainly, it's her name is just being dragged across the internet in multiple different angles. Um, so, Suns Bucks, who you got now that we actually? And here's the other thing about this too. Last thing is Maria Taylor. Uh, it was leaked to the post that she was asking for Stephen A. money which is kind of making her seem, people are going to be like, oh, what greedy, right? That's ESPN putting it with Marchand saying, oh, you know, she's asking all this money. You know, this is, but what if Maria Taylor might be worth more than that now? She could have the, she's been silent on all of this, which has been deafening, right? Uh, because we're just waiting to see what she has to say. She's just been watching her name get dragged by Rachel Nichols on this taped recording and watching ESPN talk about her contracts through media outlets that they have plants in. And now she's due for a contract extension or contracts up in the middle of the NBA finals. That would be the story. If this is a sweep and Giannis doesn't even play, he's questionable tonight in game one. I actually got the Bucks winning. How about that? Uh, with or without Giannis. But that would be the stories. Marie Taylor, uh, Maria Taylor making that power move. And what is her next step? Because I don't think she's going back to ESPN. This has been... Uh, kind of a tumultuous year for their relationship. Suns, Bucks, I mean, good Lord. The NBA season has been so tough. The injuries, the playoffs. I was giving crap to LeBron when he came out and said, look at this, the season, the greed, shortened off season after the bubble. You got all the star players injured. I got LeBron, come on, you just lost in the first round of the Suns, the eventual Western Conference champ. Uh, but everyone dropped like flies, I think, immediately after that. Kawhi, Giannis, Trey Young was banged up, Harden, Irving. Um, it was crazy. So it's been a totally diluted playoffs. I mean, you're going to recognize a champion no matter what. A lot of people said the Heat were a bubble team last year. That may or may not have been correct. Suns are a good team, but again, it's no denying that they went through a Kawhi Leonard list Clippers, uh, an Anthony Davis, who I left out list Lakers late in that series. Remember the Lakers led that series two to one. Uh, and now the Suns are in the finals, which is crazy. Bucks, it, it's going to be a good story if Giannis gets his first. Uh, if Chris Paul gets his first two, that's certainly going to be big Devin Booker, but it's not too, it's too middle markets, Milwaukee. What are we getting up for the deer district? Uh, fear the deer. Uh, and then Phoenix is a great town. Uh, it's actually, I think it actually pretty great basketball city, but you're not going to get a huge draw for people just wanting to check out the Phoenix suns outside of again, NBA fans. Um, so game one tonight, the reason I'm on the bucks is because my friend shot out, Reagan Shore, shout out for the wrong reason, because he has picked, I think, every single game wrong in the NBA for 10 straight picks, dating back to the Clippers Sun Series, uh, the Bucks Hawks. It, it's been an incredible run. And again, we're just so we're just we're in a group chat. We're just asking a buddy, hey, 
what's the pick tonight? He's got the Suns tonight. Watch out. Watch out. That's all I got to say. See if the streak keeps on going. Um, Have you guys been following all the crazy stuff with uh, the wild, wild west? That is athletes getting paid in college athletics now. Uh, what I mean, it's a great idea. Barstool Sports saying, hey, you're a Barstool Sports athlete. But then you get all these people are like, okay, wait, yeah, I'll sign up for that. But what do we do? Oh, we'll get some merch. Sweet. Um, so it's crazy. I saw, what was it? Master P Son, I think, has right now the highest standing endorsement offer. It was like $2 million for some tech company. And everyone's just getting into the game. De'Ara King, uh, the starting quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes in a big market, South Beach, right? Uh, he's already, you got players creating their own apparel line. Uh, it's crazy. Good for them. They deserve this money, right? Who is it benefiting though? That's what I can't wait to see over the next coming years is who is going to hurt from this. Cause I read things from, uh, the great state of South Dakota, my former residents, they just had their first, uh, athlete right in there. So South Dakota state and USD division one programs, FCS for football, but division one for, uh, basically every other sport. Right. And the first, it was a volleyball player for the University of South Dakota, the Yotes, who signed with a car wash. I was just like, you know, you got De'Ara King creating his own brand in South Beach, and then South Dakota's offering the car wash deal. I mean, get paid, get paid, but it just shows the tough landscape that you're going to have to deal with with smaller schools. And, this, you know, Wyoming's another team that's going to be like, hey, come to the Cheyenne car dealership. Well, you know, that's not as fun as a Miami vape shop sponsoring you. Like, there's so many different ways where cities can benefit from this as opposed to just college programs and what their athletic department is. Uh, so it's just been crazy. Uh, certainly, Barstool's capitalized on this, and the athletes have capitalized on this. Good to see them getting paid, but, you know, the whole system is in for – it's already <laughs> – I don't know if people expected it to be this. It's been nuts, and it's not even been a couple of weeks. Uh, Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay Lightning, they were going for the sweep last night. Not so fast, my friend. Montreal in Canada. Extend the series. They um, will force game five, moves back to Tampa. You saw the mayor of Tampa, which has had a pretty good year in sports, right? Of course, you had the Rays in the World Series. You had Tom Brady winning the title for the town. And now you've got potentially uh, the second straight cup for the Lightning. I mean, my God. Uh, he came out before the game and said, nah, come on, let's, let's win this at home. Well, Lightning almost took it. They forced OT last night, but they do have a chance to win it at home now, game five. I think they're like two-to-one favorites. That might be uh, the play. I was on the Habs last night with some plus money, first time they came through. So Stanley Cup about to wrap up the NHL season, about to wrap up. Uh, Wimbledon about to wrap up this week. It's the men's, I believe, quarterfinals tomorrow morning. And go ahead and go to your book right now if it offers it. And take Novak Djokovic, whatever it is, because I think it's decent. It's minus 275, what I just grabbed him. It's Djokovic Federer in the final. So he is facing Mart, uh, Martin Fuksovic. I think I just butchered that. Uh, he's facing him tomorrow. He's like a 50 to 1 favorite. He's going to roll him. Uh, then he would face the winner of Shapovalov or Kachanov. And again, he's going to smoke either of them. Federer is going to, I think, win tomorrow against Hubert Herxas. That's uh, going to be about a 2-3-1 to a three one favor. But Federer and Djokovic is what I'm trying to get at. The, the favorites are rolling here in Wimbledon. Ashley Barty, it's probably going to be a 1-2 and two seed matchup in the finals as they've got the semis to, uh, Thursday morning and then eventually the final, I think, on Saturday. 
I think Barty's going to take it. Sabalenka will probably be her opponent. That'll be a good one. The women's final. And my God, it's going to be Federer Djokovic. This is my prediction. And here, we got the glasses alert here as I got a, I wrote some stats for this. So I potentially think it's Djokovic-Federer final with Djokovic winning. Again, take him minus 275 right now. I think that's a bargain. This would be potentially, if this is set up in the final, the 51st matchup uh, ever between two of the greatest tennis players we've ever seen. This would be the fifth time head-to-head at Wimbledon, and uh, it would be the fourth time they were in a final. So the only loss that Djokovic had to uh, Federer, he's three and one head to head at Wimbledon, right? Stay with me here. Lots of numbers. Only loss came in 2012 back in Federer's prime. Now Djokovic already uh, pretty much already through the tail of his prime. He's still in it. Uh, Djokovic won over Federer in the final 2014, 2015, and then 2019, that crazy tiebreaker in the fifth cent that went to double digit points um, in 2019. I think it's Djokovic. Federer has had a nice run here at Wimbledon. He's the sixth seed in the tournament, and uh, he's been playing really well. I thought he might have gone down to Cameron Norrie. He dusted him. So I think it's going to set up for a legendary Djokovic-Federer final. And, uh, I mean, sign me up for that. Five sets there at Wimbledon on the outdoor grass. Uh, God, I'm a tennis geek now, and I like uh, Ashley Barty. So I'll go two top seeds to take it uh, for Wimbledon, and that ends this week. Um, so UFC 264, last thing on that, I'm going Poirier. I took him about a month ago. Him versus McGregor is going to steal the weekend Saturday night in Vegas. We're going to a watch party. So again, it's not going to be like we're there. I would love to go to a UFC fight. That's on my bucket list, but I think it's going to be a hell of a good time. I'm going to be taking some videos of what the crowd experience is going to be like in the fight. I just, I'm so jacked up. Gilbert Burns fights Steven, uh, Steven Thompson in the co-main. I love Gilbert Burns as a dog here. Gilbert Burns, his last fight came off when Kamara Usman, arguably the best fighter in the game right now, knocked him out. Um, Gilbert Burns is a scary dude. Kamara Usman, obviously more scary, but um, Burns, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. I think that's going to be a fun matchup going right before uh, Poirier and McGregor lower the gloves for the third time. Um, MLB All-Star break is Next week, uh, it's the home run. It's actually a week from today, the All-Star Game, home run derby on Monday. And, oh, my God, I have not been paying enough attention to Shohei Otani. Leads the majors with 31 home runs, unless he homered again and since I blinked, since I've recorded this. Um, it's unbelievable. He's pitching tonight. And it got me thinking, like, I'm, I'm about to – I looked up Babe Ruth's numbers because it's like this, this is the last time we've seen anything like this. Somebody pitching and hitting, like, unbelievable. Um, I did not realize how good Babe Ruth was like his wars, like 120, 150, something crazy. He let, he's like got the all time records for OPS slugging. Uh, his pitching was outstanding too. It was funny because the ERA was so low and he's, he had two seasons with 20 wins, right? Because everyone was just throwing 80 miles per hour back then. And just you, everyone would go complete game. You were a sissy. If you didn't go a complete game as a pitcher, Bob Gibson would laugh at you. Um, so Ruth had like a really low ERA, but he had like, I think 70 innings and only 25 strikeouts. Like it was just, it was all contact back then, put the ball in play, uh, simpler time. Uh, that'll about do it here for Corbett's corner. I'm Dylan Corbett winging it. Episode 32 is coming out this week. Of course, follow us on social media. If you miss 
uh, or don't have the time to catch any of our full episode podcasts, uh, you can get the clips, kind of the meaty goodness, uh, courtesy of our new social media manager, Christian Verde. Uh, so we appreciate his help. And we are excited to bring you continuing coverage throughout the next couple of months here leading into football season. I hope you enjoyed the fourth. Gear up for a great sports week here on Corbett's Corner. It's Wimbledon coming to its finals here this week. Poirier McGregor three. Uh, and then leading right into the MLB All-Star break. And then MLB's got the summer, right? So it'll be fun. Hope you catch it with, here, uh, with us here on Corbett's Corner.